the EAPA Chataway podcast with Lindsay Taylor. Hello, I'm Lindsay Taylor, founder and director of Your Excellency Limited Virtual Academy. I am delighted to be sharing my EAPA Chataway with Lindsay podcast with you. Throughout this podcast series, I am truly privileged to chat away with top EAs, PAs, and star guests from the administrative professional community. Like me, I know you're going to be inspired by the wisdom, knowledge, and insight shared. This podcast is a special December episode featuring Laura Worley, who is a senior executive assistant from Essex here in the UK. Laura has over 20 years experience as an EA in the financial, consultancy, hospitality and NGO industries in London and Australia, working at Hilton, Prudential and Northern Trust, to name a few. She began her career in the 1990s when audio typing and filing were core skills and has expanded her experience to the EA skill sets we know now of meeting coordination, project management and event planning. She very recently joined the International Chamber of Shipping to support the Secretary General and is also a graduate of the June cohort of the Your Excellency Mini MBA programme. Laura lives in Essex with her husband and two sons and in her spare time enjoys exercise, reading, theatre and catching up with friends over a meal or a glass of wine. I can't wait for you to listen in on my chat away with Laura as she shares her inspiring career and learning journey. A huge welcome, Laura, and thank you so much for joining me on this special December's edition of my Chataway. Thanks, Lindsay. So let's start with you introducing yourself with the letters of your first name and choosing words that mean something to you, please, Laura. So the first one I've gone for for L is lucky. Um, I've been incredibly lucky to work with some great people over the years and I've experienced all the different elements of being an executive assistant. There is some truth in saying that the harder you work, the luckier you are, but you have to acknowledge that good fortune, fate, whatever you want to call it, does play a part too. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? That that, that luck thing really reminds me of that quotation from the golfer Gary Player. The more I practice, the luckier I get. We've actually got a putting green in our garden at home and we have that <laughs> sign on the side. So we have golfers in the family. You know, it's relevant in sport and business. And you know what? I think as well, Laura, it's great to reflect on the amazing people that you've had the experience to work with as well. So, so A. A. So I've got two A's. My first one is activity. Keeping active physically and mentally is really important to me. I think however stressed you are, there aren't many stresses or problems that you can't relieve by going for a walk or a run in the fresh air. And I think this became apparent for everybody during the lockdowns when those daily walks that we all did became a lifesaver and really important for our mental health. And I think in a busy EA role, you do need to have physical stamina to keep going. Absolutely. And I think you need to be quite strict with yourself as well as an EA, because it can be really easy, whether you're in the office or working from home, to suddenly realise, you know, you haven't moved away from your desk or your laptop for like two, three hours. So at Your Excellency, we always advocate that every 90 minutes you should stand up, move away, do a few star jumps, go and grab a (laughs) cup of tea, you know, get some fresh air, because you need that break away to kind of renew your energy there, don't you? Yeah, definitely. So moving on to you then, understanding, which I think is a really important quality in your personal and professional life. And as an EA, you are exposed to so many different issues from all parts of the organisation. I know, Lindsay, you always say you see everything 
everything from the shop floor to the boardroom. And if you can understand the motivation behind people's requests and their complaints, then you're better placed to be able to help them. And from the, from the personal side, I've got two boys, one teenager and one preteen, and uh, trying to understand them is a full-time job as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting age, preteen and teen. I'm yeah, with you on that yeah. one, Laura. I think they're still trying to find their kind of uh, own personality and, and pushing the boundaries sometimes is interesting. But um, really, really interesting. You know, um, last night um, we actually met for the first time in person, Laura, at an amazing event that was run by um, Strategic uh, PA Recruitment. And um, one of the sessions that I, I ran was on influencing and understanding those different behaviour patterns. And I know it's something you've covered in your mini MBA program as well and you're right it's so useful to understand how people tick and their patterns of behavior and actually how you can better communicate with them because you you want to have the best working relationships don't you with your execs and your team so I've interrupted you again ah Laura (laughs) (laughs) so uh, I've chosen resilience here I think this applies to everybody we've all had to show such resilience over the past two years Everybody's got a different story of lockdowns, homeworking, homeschooling, and just the uncertainty of what was going to happen to us. It, it was exhausting. Um, and then for me, earlier this year, I was made redundant from a previous position, which was initially very upsetting and just left me reeling for a while. But then when the news sank in, it made me think, what do I need to do? What plan can I make to get to where I want to be? And I needed to have the faith that I could do it. So the strength that you can find within yourself, and especially when you've got support from friends and family, can be amazing. Absolutely. So much learning there in in situations that we kind of find ourselves in and actually that resilience that we need to build up. And I love the fact you've identified, you know, it's important to have that network around you of friends and family and think who can help me in this situation and never feel that you're just on your own in, in those situations as well, Laura. Yeah, I couldn't have done it without that network. And your final A? Yeah, my second A, uh, this is a real personal one, I've chosen Australia. So my husband and I lived in Melbourne for just over two years. Uh, we moved out there. We hadn't lived together before. I'd never lived or worked outside of the UK, and you can't get much further uh, to choose to do that for the first time. Um, so we had a wonderful time, and we used our annual leave from work to travel around the country. We saw so many amazing places. Um, I worked with a fantastic bunch of Australians who are still really good friends to this day and we got engaged out there my mum and dad came out to visit and my husband did the old school thing and asked for my dad's permission oh (laughs) so we do have a lot of special and very happy memories from our time there well, well, as a, as a, a true kind of lover of, of travel, and obviously we, we've lived and worked overseas as well, you know, I think you can learn so much from, from living and working in a different country, you just, yeah, and build up that network and other friends as well. And how amazing to have those really great memories as well, Laura, just super. I've never been to Australia. It's on my bucket list to go to. Now the world is opening up. You know, watch this space, everybody. So. One day. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura, I know you're joining me at a really exciting time for you and your your career journey congratulations are well and truly on the books because as we speak and record this you are only two weeks into a super new position as a senior executive assistant yes that's right I am now at the end of my second week in my new role at the International Chamber of Shipping and I am loving being back in the city and learning about the work they are doing to support the seafarers and around the decarbonisation of the industry 
Prior to this, I was in a role that was a job share position in a financial company. So I've changed industry and I've come back to full-time work, which has been a massive change, but I have to say I am really enjoying it so far. Wow. So the team here at Your Excellency actually received a really excited email from you when you secured this position, um, paying homage to the mini MBA program that you recently graduated from uh, with us and claiming that the interview panel were impressed with you undertaking that study. Wow. (laughs) That's true. So I was very excited to be off the roll, as I've just said. Um, The final interview stage was a presentation to four people. And as part of the interview, they asked me about the mini MBA program, which I'd obviously mentioned on my CV. They hadn't heard of this before and they were very impressed with the program content and how it can set you apart from other candidates. Um, So I was really looking to take a step up into a more senior EA role. And I think the MBA program has helped give me the chance to do that. Brilliant, brilliant. So that's amazing news. Now, obviously, we're, we're really, really proud here at Your Excellency of the feedback that we're getting from all of our graduates to the programme. And, you know, the fact that it's making such a difference that you can step up into more senior um, roles. So can I ask, you know, what attracted you to the programme and your reason for signing up with us, Laura? Um, as I mentioned earlier, when I was made redundant, I did need to make a plan of what I needed to do to get to the next step. And historically, I've found that most training and development opportunities for EAs tend to focus on the technical side of things. For example, improve your PowerPoint skills rather than the business knowledge or strategic thinking. But as an EA, you sit in on so many meetings where various different topics come up and you might want to learn more about them, but you're afraid of looking a bit stupid. So I saw the MBA program advertised on your LinkedIn feed and I thought this could be what I need make that difference to get me there brilliant brilliant I love that make the difference you know we, we use that as a, a quote quite a lot in our in our marketing school you know creating the difference that makes the difference there so that's great to hear Laura one of the things you know I really love about the mini MBA program is that every cohort we've had so far has been incredibly supportive of each other and I think you know as an EAPA um, profession that and a community that really does kind of have that that stance there I know you've made some brilliant connections with your fellow learners So tell our listeners what your favourite parts of the programme were, the most memorable bits for whatever reason, Laura. We did have a really talented international group and we were all very reassuring and accepting of each other. And I'm very proud to have worked alongside them. And I think my favourite part of the programme was the interactive live sessions. Malcolm is a fantastic coach and trainer and he pitched each session perfectly with just the right amount of humour. In terms of modules, I think my favourite was the marketing section and that was the point where it all started to come together for me and I realised how I could pull my case study together. And I actually enjoyed producing the case study itself and applying all the different learning modules to the one topic, although I did have one scary moment when my case study file became corrupted and I faced the prospect of having to restart uh, and do four months of work again. So thank God for backups. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't we just love IT challenges? A bit like last night's um, presentation where the screen suddenly went off and we realised we hadn't put the plug socket in. For yeah. The yeah. It's normally something really simple, but... Rookie yeah. error. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Laura, you mentioned earlier your experience of being an EA and the different elements that you've been involved in. Could you tell me what your favourite elements of the role and the, and the actual profession are then? Um, I think... EA skills are transferable across industries and internationally. 
I've been able to work in hospitality, financial services, management consultancy, and now I'm in a non-government organisation and all have offered a wide variety of things that you can get involved in. I've particularly enjoyed working on various events. There's a real adrenaline rush that comes with that. And another great element of this role is that for 12 years, I was able to job share while my children were young with the support of my employer, an amazing job share partner and my husband. So I'm still able to gain really valuable experience and be around for the family stuff too. Mm, Yeah, brilliant. Um, So let's counter all of those amazing things with which are your least favourite elements. (laughs) (laughs) I've always hated filing, but now things are paperless. That doesn't really happen too much these days don't particularly enjoy the compliance training that we all have to go through now, but I get that it's necessary. Mm. I think there can also be a perception of the EA or PA being there to just book some meeting rooms and travel, but that seems to be changing as things move forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely evolving. And with programs like the mini MBA, where you can expand your your learning and your understanding and then really step up to, to contributing more and being a real player, you know, particularly in boardrooms where you where you maybe didn't understand that terminology before. And now you actually have that in-depth knowledge of it. I think that just has to be a huge benefit, doesn't it? So Yes, definitely. So, Laura, I've got a few thought-provoking questions for you now. Firstly, you have 10 minutes of your life to replay. What would that replay? play B? I think I would have to go back to Australia. Back in 2005, we went to the Sounds of Silence dinner at Uluru. You go out into the desert, dinner is served, candles are lit, Uluru is in the background and you watch the sunset. And when the sun's gone down, the skies are so clear, you see thousands of stars that you didn't even know were there. So I'd happily take 10 minutes from any part of that evening again. Wow, what a lovely, lovely memory that is. Amazing. And then um, another question for you, Laura. What advice would you give your younger self, let's say Laura, at the start of her PA career? I would say don't be scared to take on new opportunities. You are good enough and you can do this. And also stop worrying. Things will work out as they're meant to in the end. Brilliant advice, yeah. And then one of my favourite questions to ask my Chats Away podcast guests, um, you can invite three people to a dinner party, alive or historic. Who would you invite and what are your reasons for choosing these guests, Laura? Well, anyone who knows me well is not going to be surprised by my number one, which is Paul McCartney. I'm a big fan of his music, but he's got so many interesting stories to tell. And I love how even with the amazing success and wealth that he's experienced, he also kept things real in his family life, sent his children to normal school. And he's still going strong now at nearly 80 and writing music and performing because he just loves it so much and he can't think of anything else he'd rather do. Mm, Brilliant. Brilliant. And you could get him to do a little ditty in a song. He could do a little bit while he's So my second guest would be Ricky Gervais, another amazingly talented man. And I love his observational, cynical humour. Shows like The Office and Afterlife, to me, are more than just comedies. And his commentary around the culture of social media and celebrity is so powerful. His Golden Globes monologues, he says things as they are, that's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That could be quite a controversial. Um, I think that could be. <laughs> in the it? But hey, <laughs> um, and then your final one. The final one is uh, is a personal one. That would be my mum, who we sadly lost just over three years ago, very unexpectedly and quickly. No chance to say goodbye. And the only reason I can give for this is that it would be great just to have a chat again. I don't think you're ever too old to have a chat with your mum. Yeah, and a hug. 
a hug. I always say to my daughter, the very best hugs come from mum. So <laughs> she doesn't agree all of the time when she's 15, going on 16, Laura, but we're going back to the whole teen, preteen and teenagers. <laughs> oh dear, I've got all that to come. <laughs> so Laura, we have come to the end of this chat away. I've absolutely loved having you as a special bonus guest for December. I know our listeners are going to enjoy hearing more about your career and your learning journey. And I want to say thank you because you're an amazing advocate for our mini MBA programme and you've you've provided some great positive feedback there. You know, on behalf of the Your Excellency team, you know, we wish you every success in your new role and putting all of your learning into practice. We want regular updates on how you're doing and what a difference you are actually making. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much, Lindsay. No, thank you. The EAPA Chataway Podcast. Find out more online at yourexcellency.co.uk.